Hello, everybody, and welcome back to And I'm All Set. Tonight's episode is called Let's Talk About Sex Baby and What's Love Got to Do With It. Tonight, we'll be focusing on sex and sexuality. We will be discussing our likes, our dislikes, and our experiences. And also, very excited today is our very first special guest, and that is our good friend Trevor Robbins, who is the great, 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 great grandson of Dr. Ruth. No, just totally kidding. Totally, totally kidding. No <laughs> relations to Dr. Ruth whatsoever. So how how is everybody doing tonight? Good. How are you? I'm I'm doing very well, thank you. So what's going on, Trevor? Welcome. Oh, welcome. Uh, th- thanks very much for having me. And uh, we're still not sure about the Dr. Ruth thing. We're, we're looking into it with Ancestry.com. <laughs> How are you <laughs> doing, Nazim? I'm hoping. Uh, <laughs> I am very well, thank you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. So, again, today we, we are going to be talking about uh, that, that word, that three-letter word. Some people cringe when they hear it. It's to some people, it's a dirty word. It's so dirty. Hmm. We are going to be talking about sex. Hmm. <laughs> are we talking about muddy sex? Is that what we're talking about today? I just had a dirty three letter word mud. No. Are we <laughs> mud? mud? <laughs> we can talk about mud and we can talk about sex. You know, mud and sex together. That sounds like it might fun, come up. Right? It might come up. You never know. Mud wrestling gets know. out of hand. It could be mud pie. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, <laughs> I figure we could start out by telling everyone what our sexuality is personally. Um, would you like me to go first, or do you want to take it first, Pyro? Ooh. I don't know. I got so excited by that. <laughs> well, then. No, actually, why don't, why don't you start? Why don't you start this time? Okay, so I am cis female, and I identify as a poly pan. Nice. Does anyone know what that means? I do not, and I and I have. This is like I'm learning new things okay. about my friend. I, actually, I do know, but I just let's pretend that I don't. <laughs> Little clarification, right? Yeah, so, for, for poly the is for polyamorous, which means I have more than one romantic partner at a time. Pansexual being that I am attracted to people's personalities, not their gender. The more you know. All right. I feel like we need a star swipe. <laughs> and I wish we. I wish there was like an audio cue that would just describe that. <laughs> star falls across the sky underneath it. We will find one. We will Text find it. Say, the more you know. Put it in post. <laughs> All right. So, and uh, this is Pyro speaking. In case you know, it's. Everybody knows. (laughs) If it's not (laughs) obvious. Um, Mine's quite simple. I'm a cisgendered male. I'm straight. And I prefer, you know, monogamy. One, one, one partner. One, one partner for pyro at a time. Yeah. See, not as exciting. I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, (laughs) you know what? It doesn't have to be out there or beyond that to be exciting or not. Is what you make of it. So, Trevor, you can go next. I'm going to put you on the spot now. Oh, good. 
Yeah, <laughs> similar to Pyro. And uh, I think the only thing is I'm, I'm not as much... The monogamy thing, though, yes. Uh, currently not in the monogamous relationship, I guess would be the best way to say it. But same thing uh, in into women. And uh, yeah, a little little bit boring as well there, but there are some uh, some new things I'm getting into and exploring and uh, and learning about that we may just get into later on. And now for our may most loaded answer definitely. of the evening, we just may. Nazum. Nazum. All right, he's, everybody, he's charge up car. your phones. This is going to be yeah. a long one. Nazum. <laughs> okay, right. So I am a cis male. I. Don't, I would class myself as, I wouldn't even class myself as heterosexual. I have always been open-minded. I will always try anything once, and then I will try it the second time, mate, if I don't like it the first time, mate, just in case, you know, you never know. Now, I have played with women, and I have played with men in terms of open relationships, yeah, I'm, I'm always open to that. I'm not an all-round jealous person. So <laughs> I used to be heavy into the, the whole kind of swinging scene and used to attend lots of fetish swing parties. So, yeah. I so you're in everything. He's a professional. I literally, my, yeah, <laughs> I'm just an all-round just freak, honestly. Just, I will just own it and accept it for what it is. Okay, so in the Zoom, sexuality is professional. I was going to say all of the above. <laughs> so for the, because it seems to be a good 50-50 split here, um, for the monogamous side, what is it that makes you attracted to monogamy specifically? Either or. Um, all right, well, I mean, so as far as like, if I'm going to get in a romantic relationship with somebody, it's, you know... Just that one person. But I guess, realistically, if I'm not in a relationship, uh, I mean, if you're down, I'm down. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Um, But, I mean, like, right now, though, like, I'm at a weird point where I'm, I'm looking less for the physical and looking more for something more of substance i guess so i guess because with the changes in my life right now mixing it up a little bit i guess looking for new new things trying things differently yeah and I, boring I, well i think the i think that's the better way to go with the monogamy route too right if you if you want to go something for um something a little more substantial and something a little more meaningful i think it's really hard to get with multiple partners i think that's that's next level stuff to to deal with, right? And it's uh, it can be a lot there, and kind of like what Nazum was saying about jealousy. You start getting into these other things, and and then trying to keep your story straight, or you have to tell everybody everything. And especially being a guy, I think it's a lot harder to have multiple partners as well um, and navigate that. But no monogamy. There there is something I do enjoy about the monogamous. Uh, aspect of it there you get the the same thing you get to understand you get a better connection you get a few different things there so i i'm not against monogamy i do like it i think it's got its time but it just depends if you're ready there or not because some people just want to want to go on and end up you know exploring having fun enjoying life and when it is time to settle down i think monogamy is kind of the route to go yeah 
Yeah, that, for me, that's more of what I meant by monogamy. It's like mm-hmm. if I'm at that point where I'm in a relationship, that's where I'm going to stay. But if I'm single, you know, hey, whatever, let's go. <laughs> um, I also think we should add, and we probably should have did this at the beginning, but, you know, we're our own type of people and, and we do things the way we want to do it. Just want to point out that none of us here, um, at least at an education level, <laughs> have any like educational background or studying, at least that I'm aware of, on any of the topics that we are talking tonight. Um, these are strictly just our own opinions, how we feel about things, our viewpoints, and our own experiences. Again, we're not professionals. This is not like us trying to give advice to people. This is just, you know, friends bullshitting on a podcast just to keep it. <laughs> That's it. That's fair. See, because when it comes to um, a lifestyle where you do take on multiple partners or have multiple partners involved, then it's not a matter of keeping stories straight or anything of that because there are no stories. It has to be very open. It has to be very out there because beyond having an emotional standard, uh, obviously things like personal safety come into question if there are multiple partners involved. So you always have to be very clear about everything that is occurring. Otherwise, it doesn't work. Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. That that open form of communication is so, it's so crucial um, yeah. if you're doing something like that because feelings get hurt and just relationships get uh, get thrown through the mud. Yes, oh, the absolutely. three-letter word. Yeah, and that's never a good way to find out that your partner's in a different relationship that you, you know, go walk into a doctor's office one day and end up getting an STD panel back and you have the clap. What's the likeliness of that happening to anybody we know? Happened to me. <laughs> it could happen to you because it happened. It to happened me. to me. So I almost, that's... I almost dodged that bullet. Honestly, <laughs> my I was living in a house uh, back in my student days, and <laughs> yeah, I. Uh... <laughs> so my my sister was was visiting at the time, and my housemate he came in and he'd never met my sister before at any point in time this is the first time meeting her and he ran in and he was like calling out my sister's name and he was like i've got the clap i've got the clap that and then he was like various words in this like thick northern accent um i've got the i've got the fucking clap she gave me the fucking clap i was like oh who are you talking about now and then he mentioned the name i was like oh I'm uh, meant to be going out with that person. <laughs> well, he saved anymore. you from that horror show. I, don't I, I just don't understand what's so bad about getting a round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> but <I'm, I'm... laughs> Sorry, I couldn't Thanks resist. For that. <laughs> Thanks for that, Byro. No, but it is a very real thing that happens that, you know, more commonly than I think people realize sometimes that uh, when you're with a partner that you haven't had these conversations with, um, all of a sudden one of you is at the doctor with some kind of weird STD or infection because you just were not aware of it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. It's you definitely got to be careful, you know, and practicing safe sex is very important. 
Um, and you know, at least if if you can know <laughs> know your partner. Yeah, know your partner. Yeah. And if you don't know your partner, condoms exist. Yes. Use them. Yes. Enthusiastically, even just use them. So, given that we've kind of breached the topic. And I, I know Nazum's answer is going to be very interesting on this one, so I'm going to save his. and start with Trevor this time. Okay. What is a particular sexual instance that you've been in that was just absolutely terrible? Oh, God, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got this one. Uh, I have an answer that I, it's, it's one I, I do tell because I don't have that much shame about it, but it was very shameful at the time. So I ended up getting out of um, a divorce, married for, I believe, around seven years. And I was just kind of, I was getting into Tinder, getting into just getting my whole life back on track and trying to date. And there was no, I didn't know anybody who was single. Nothing was working out for me. So I went on Tinder and I, I tried and I, I messaged people. I tried being funny, tried being smart, tried anything I could be. Nothing was working. Relatable. Yeah, it's it's difficult out there. So I, I literally I went all the way to the end of Tinder and back and just there was like no more matches on Tinder. I did Bumble and I did plenty of fish, all three different uh different uh dating sites here for me. And uh it was actually on Bumble that I ended up meeting um a friend. And uh I try actually meeting her in real life for probably weeks, if not months. Finally the day comes. So excited we get out there and it was it was a it was a great date. One of the best dates I had in my life. It was a 13 hour long date. We got together, we ended up going off to a local pub. Well, we first started off with a hike, went up to a pub, had uh, a couple of uh pints in the afternoon. And uh the evening comes around and we're outside of her car and we're we're dancing up against the side of her car, listening to some new music and everything's kind of getting like uh cute and fun and you know a lot of eye contact we we walk around again we're making out things are starting to get to be that hot and heavy and we're now in her car and then i i take care of her in uh the meaning of that word and uh so she's she's all happy there now it's my time to go and i'm gonna now have sex with her in the passenger seat of her car so her so what pants do you mean are down by taking care of her uh with with my hand I took care of her, and uh, she she was very very excited there. She's I well I don't, don't know how much I should or should not say there, but the driver's seat was seat was drenched. <laughs> so she had a very good time. So now it was I guess my turn. So she t- pulls down her pants and just lies down and says, "Okay, now basically you go." So I'm like, "Oh great, this is my first time. It's been now." Must have been like well over a year, maybe year and a half since uh, anything happened. Because the tail end of my marriage, there was no sex happening. My just my self esteem was plummeted there. Like I just wanted any sort of female connection that was there. And now, like this is my moment. This is this amazing thing. And uh, to go and tell a little bit of backstory to this, I ended up getting um, my eye. My eyes end up getting checked. Turns out I end up having to take eye drops. They're beta blockers, and turns out something that can happen when you take beta blockers is erectile dysfunction. So fast forward to this. I don't know if you guys see where this is going. Fast forward to that moment. I hop on top and nothing is happening. I am not a grower or I'm not a shower. I am a grower. 
So now it is there as tiny as can be in the cold in the winter Canadian months there, <laughs> me on top of her. And I'm just, I'm looking at her. She's now like giggling, but like an upset giggling. And I'm like, um, I don't know. I don't know what to do now. And it was just the most humiliating moment of my life. And I didn't even get off that night. I'm not laughing so, at you. I'm yeah, laughing yeah. at the situation. You because may I've laugh actually, at me. <laughs> I've actually heard this a few times now. And mm-hmm. every time it makes me giggle. Without <laughs> yeah, so it's a mental that, that, image that you paint along with it. Yeah, it, it, it was absolutely humiliating. And it, it wasn't even so much that it was the scenario that happened, which is bad enough. But it's that... This was like me getting my life back on track, me getting my mojo, me being excited for something new. Like the the new Trevor's out on the prowl. He's, he's going to be able to do this. Here's an opportunity with this girl I'm super attracted to. Like everything's coming together. And it did not. Oh, not everything's coming. Not everything. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so, yes. Yeah, there's, there's nothing, <clears throat> you know, there's definitely nothing worse than when, you know, your little friend, your, the mini-me, doesn't want to, you know, wake up for the occasion. Mm. Oh, you know, but you're not alone there, like... man. You're not <laughs> alone there. That's happened to me. Nerves, stress. Like, yeah, you know, definitely sometimes that. I get so nervous and I'm just like, I, my, my mind just is everywhere else other than where it needs to be. Oh, I think I was absolutely in my own head there because it was a big moment. It was that first time. It was yep. it was all that stuff and all everything coming together at that at that same point was uh, I think a little bit of my downfall there. See, for me, like not that it happens all the time. Just putting that out there. <laughs> but me, what usually for me, like stressful moments. The first times for me is I don't have a problem getting getting it up. I I can't finish. I'm ninety percent of the time. The first time I'm with somebody, I don't finish. Mm. Yeah, frustrating. Yeah, and, well, I think that's psychological too, right? And I think that is the thing that, as you and I were talking about, to circle it back there with the monogamy. When you have that, and it doesn't have to be monogamous necessarily, but when you have that connection with somebody and the understanding with somebody, all those nerves and all the psychological hurdles that we go through. Uh, I think our past when you have that connection. So I think that's maybe why you and I might like our monogamy a little better. Yeah. You know, cause it's like for, for two, it's like, you, you're like, you don't want to disappoint the person, you know? And it's like, for me, especially I'm all, I, I love, I'm a pleaser. <laughs> I will go <laughs> above and beyond to make sure that the person is pleased. And to add more people to that, oh my god, <laughs> that's, that's I, I'd faint, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, a lot of the time it's not like it's not something you go and search for, you know. It's not oh, I think I want like seventeen partners. It's much more so a something that just happens to you. Yeah, you could no. be in a relationship. Uh, with somebody for you know a year or two or more and be out one night and meet a person and all of a sudden you have a major connection with that person as well definitely no i I totally get that so i guess pyro i'm gonna ask you the same question that i just asked trevor there uh worst moment yes this how long is the podcast (laughs) (laughs) um 
It, I mean, it all depends. Like what? What? Like I know he had that story, and I have one very similar to that, Trevor. So, um, yeah, all right, yeah, we'll, we'll go with this one. Um, shit, uh, I was like, I don't know, like twenty, twenty, and I was working at Chuck E. Cheese out of all places, and th- there was this female coworker. Um, you know, like she was always hitting on me and flirting with me, and you know, I'm stupid. When it comes to that, I can never tell when somebody's flirting with me or hitting on me. And unless it's like really, really thick, if it's like that subtle type of flirting or or something like that, I don't pick up what they're putting down. Um, it's true. You know, and then finally, like <laughs> she cornered me like we had like this little broom closet where we would get in and out of the, the rat costume. And she comes in there as I was getting out of the rat costume. And no, we wear, you know, our uniforms underneath that to add to the thousand degrees inside that basically giant fur coat with the big baseball helmet cap that you have to wear to. And she was just like, you know, she's like, I've really been like hitting on you. And, and you're like, you're just not re- receptive to it. And I was just like, I just didn't notice, you know, and she, she was like, oh, well, what are you doing after work? And I was like, oh, I was just going to go home. Like, I don't, I'm not very exciting. Um, so make a long story short, we ended up in the parking lot. Now, this sp- specific Chuck E. Cheese is in the middle of a mall parking lot. So we she gets in my car and we drive to the other side of the parking lot and everything's closed. We're the only car in the parking lot. and. Like, we're talking, and then she starts, you know, kissing me, and then, you know, she starts undoing my pants, and she takes her pants off, and, you know, I was liking everything that was going on, but it just, one, we're in the middle of a fucking parking lot, first of all. Not even, like, not not even, like, somewhere, like, in the backside of the building where we're, like, out of view. No, straight up, main road like at least a hundred feet away from where we are, you know? And I was nervous, so it wasn't happening. And she's just, but you know, I have to give her credit. She was fucking grinding away and I'm just like, Oh man, this is so awkward. (laughs) Like (laughs) this is not happening lady. But the next thing you know, you hear on the fucking window. Oh no. Yep. We both look. And there's mall security just fucking staring at us. Like, you can't do that here. <laughs> Put your pants back on and get the fuck out of here. And we're like, all right, you got it. <laughs> and return the Chuck E. Cheese outfit. Oh, well, you know, I had to wash it, so it had to come home with me anyways. <laughs> oh, man. The Zoom. <laughs> okay, uh, so... I had just moved back from London, back to Wales, and I started doing uh, started doing events locally and so on. And I I met someone um, at an event, and we we hit it off and everything. And at the time, she was working as a part time professional dominatrix, and she she had converted a room in in her home. Um, had like a St. Andrew's cross, a little spanking bench. She had like literally just toys on the walls. Like it was a nice little setup. So we were just like texting back and forwards, and we we're like, look, 
we arranged like we'd have a little bit of play session beforehand we'll have some fun go out there and have some food drinks do whatever you like so i thought okay and stupid me like i was so nervous like this this person was hot like she was amazing she was gorgeous she was like literally willing to dress up in leather and wear kinky boots for me for the afternoon like what more could i ask for like so i didn't want to eat i had butterflies in my in my tummy i had that whole kind of feeling now <laughs> silly mistake anyone listening to us who was about to go get their ass handed to them eat some food beforehand because trust me <laughs> um, that is my tip but because literally half hour in I was up on the sink, Andrew's cross, she's laying into me, like, you know, with a bit of force, um, with a cat of nine tails, and all of a sudden, I get lightheaded. And I'm like, look, I, I literally called out, I could barely mumble the safe word, which my safe word is sheep shagger. <laughs> <laughs> like, out of all the things, like... Out of all of the things you can pick. <laughs> oh man, sheep shagger. Well, at least we know. At least we know that's not on the list of things that you do. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. if so, that would be the worst, the worst safe word. Because then they'd just be bringing sheep in. <laughs> oh my god! Continue. Oh man, I love this. I love. Uh, I'm learning so much about. <laughs> And anyway, so she's literally panicking now and she's trying to get me off as quickly as possible because they, and as soon as she uncuffed my hands, I went down like a ton of bricks, right? And at the time I was about 16, 16 and a half stone. So I off off the top of my head, about 175, 180 pounds, give or take, maybe a bit more. I went down like a sack of spuds. It was like boom. <laughs> I was lucky, but I was literally lucky I didn't knock myself out. I didn't, like, no serious injury. I didn't hurt my head or nothing. And, yeah, talk about mood killer, because instead of having literally the best day ever, like, she ended up just nursing me. And, (laughs) yeah. Hey, he ended at that point in time. I was was honestly so devastated. I was so sad. Like, (laughs) I think that going down like a sack of spuds has got to be my favorite expression yeah we're using that one in the future i like that That one is definitely being used in the future that was fantastic oh man i've never like experienced like injuries like that or anything never passed out at least that i can remember i so at that point in time at that point in time, like I'd, I'd never done kink play in like the daytime. It's always been at, at events at evening time. And like when I was in London, it was parties at night. And it was never kind of like, oh, come around like in the afternoon, early afternoon. Like, you know, it was, I didn't think, you know, not eating would actually have that effect. It was just something so simple. And yeah, like in that one instance, I literally killed the whole mood of the day. It was like, oh, I think like oh it was sad, but yeah. So I make sure you eat beforehand least. so you don't go down like a sack <laughs> of spuds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so with me, I have like 
I've had so many, this is going to sound wrong, but I've had so many bad experiences <laughs> just overall. Like, I've had the cops knock on the windshield. Um, the worst. Yes, especially if it's your ass in the windshield at the time. Um, I had one instance that we live um, in a place where we have the Welling Canal that goes right through, and we have, like, the big ocean liners with, like, shipment containers and stuff go through all the time. And we were parked kind of beside the canal there, and we were having sex on the hood of his car and didn't notice a boat going through the canal <laughs> until we looked up and there were a bunch of them along the railing saluting us. So that, I kind of am proud of that one now. At the time, it was horrifying. <laughs> but that one I'm actually kind of proud about now. Guys leaning on the railing, watching you <laughs> getting railed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's, I, I don't know, just throughout the years, there's so many of those experiences that they just, they stand out to me in such a way that it was just absolutely terrible. Like falling, I fell asleep under a dude twice, you know, it's like. He was really bringing his A game. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, you just made me remember something. Continue. (laughs) (laughs) I did. I fell asleep under him twice. Just stuff like that. Like, nothing to the point where it was just absolutely complete and total humiliation. But many things that were just either embarrassing or completely, you've got to be fucking kidding me moments. What did you remember, Pyro? (laughs) I I fell asleep going down on somebody. (laughs) Right? Like... Straight up, face face full of vag, and I fucking oh my God. fell asleep. Like, I'll, I, I, that's a funny Did you way. snore at least and do her a favor? I, I, I <laughs> she, like, I just remember getting like smacked in the back of my head, and she's like, "Um, are you sleeping?" And I was like, "No, no, 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 no." Just can't, you know. And then I'm just like, rested my eyes. I'm like, I don't know how long. Like, I was just down there, probably drooling and just like <laughs> snoring away, like fucking. Breath hitting the her skin, making that noise like like. <laughs> <laughs> like oh man, and that wasn't the only time. It was just like this one specific person. I just would always pass out, like <laughs> oh, all going down on her. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is why we don't name names, right? <laughs> oh, man. Much. Much. oh my well and now from a woman's point of view is that really insulting she was pissed and, and it's many... frustrating i mean it's not uh, insulting wouldn't be the right word for it because how could you be insulted okay but it would be very frustrating Especially if he had, you... like, if the purpose of the guy falling asleep is because you already finished him off first. No, we were just getting started. Yeah, see, I would just be frustrated at that point. But I wouldn't be, like, cussing and swearing and hitting things. That seems excessive. <laughs> but, you know, if I knew then what I knew now. Haha. 
Nizum, <laughs> <laughs> you were going to say something? The circumstances around that, but were you kind of like, was it a case of you're working 18 hours a day, kind of your home, not yeah. in the mood? You know, yeah, you're going to so go down. I was, I was working in the kitchen at the hospital. That's where I started. And we were work 12 hour days. I would go in for six and I would get out at six. Um, mind you, I was a single parent. Well, only had my, my oldest at this point in time. And so I would go take care, get her to bed. And then like my aunt would stay with her and I would go and hang out with, with this, with this person. And we would go and hang out with their friends and we would go and smoke and, you know, just, party and then we would go back to her house and hang out and so by by that time i was so fucking stoned off my ass exhausted from working in a kitchen mind you so i'm fucking dead on my feet at this point in time and you know i was exhausted but mm-hmm. you know well, there has to be certain allowances that are granted too. I mean, yeah, she wasn't exactly. Um, she was like, I don't want to say she was a rebound, but she was like the first girlfriend I had after me and my oldest's mom broke up. Okay. You know, and it's funny. My mom, my mom, my mom would always be like, 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 what are you doing? Like, she was different. We'll just say that. <laughs> she was definitely different. And not, um, I'm obviously my mom, she was like, what? She's fucking ugly. <laughs> like, oh. like, what oh. are you doing? And I'm like, my mom is nice. <laughs> oh, I'm like, my. I'm like, wow. Well, my mom didn't, my mom gives zero shits. She calls, you know, she speaks her mind. Well, at this point, she spe- would speak her mind. Now she's like more reserved in her comments and she just keeps them to herself, which I appreciate. Yeah, you don't want to hear about how ugly your girlfriend is when mom comes over, right? You see, right? we've got this, we've got this in, in Punjabi, there's a saying, uh, which is, which is, is this all you could find? And oh. I've heard oh. my mom say it a couple of times. It's like, oh. <laughs> Should have raised yeah. me better, Mom. Surprising. Me and this person were together for like over a year, too. Oh wow. Yeah. I I I don't know what it was, but I really liked her. I, I couldn't tell you. With, you know her large chest area. Yeah, that'd do it for you. Maybe you just got a little it zoom did. at you and you want to punish it yourself. Did, unless I was sleeping. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> I'll so has several more. has anyone had a memorable, unexpected sexual encounter? Yes. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, we will start with Nazum on this one. Okay, uh, so I was. I was at a fetish swingers night and it was a pretty quiet night. And to be honest, can I just, uh, can I interject real quick, real quick? Yeah. How mm-hmm. do you go to a fetish swingers night and anything unexpected happen? 
<laughs> okay, that's a valid point. Okay, so never mind. I had friends at these places, right? So it's not like it, you pay to go in, but it's not like play. So with all of these events, play is never ever guaranteed. Some people just go for social experiences. Some people, you know what, if you don't like the look of anyone and you don't get on with anyone, you don't have to do anything. And so if you go to an event with the expectation that, oh, I'm going to get laid, I'm going to shag like 10 women or get off with 10 different guys, you're in for disappointment because at the end of the day, it's no different to going to a bar and, you know, charming people, talking, chatting people up. Only this time out, it's more than likely going to lead to a room upstairs, right? So, yeah, like, <laughs> so I was just, um, it was my birthday, and it was a quiet night anyways, and I'd, I'd never make a big deal about my birthday anyways. And I was sat, I was talking to a couple, and I was just, just, I just let it slip out. It's my birthday, it's pretty quiet here today. <laughs> And all of a sudden, I am being dragged up to the room by this guy's partner. And she was, she was okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't say no anyways. Like, I was just in that position where I, I did just bring and she just dragged me up there. He came along and another guy just tagged along. I'm like, oh. The other guy could have just buggered off, like, but yeah, <laughs> up in the room. Like, look at this asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, I, I Who invited this guy? <laughs> I didn't want to be rude at that point in time. I'm like, this is going to be a three way party. Instead, you're making it a four way party now. It's like, fuck <laughs> off, like, but no, because I didn't initiate the whole thing. I didn't want to be like, you're right, you're not welcome to come. Like, yeah, they were, they were up for anything, like, and ended up in this room having the four way. <laughs> 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 and that was interesting. And it was completely unexpected. Now, bear in mind, I had no intention of doing that because a lot, the thing is, is I had a lot of friends who were into like the hardcore, hardcore S and M stuff. Right? And then I had, these fashion nights were just alternative nights that it was less about the hard stuff and more about just swingers who wanted to dress up in a bit of PVC leather and latex, right? So a lot of my friends wouldn't turn up to these things. So it was, it was always a bit hit or mess. And yeah, it was just completely, completely A completely random foursome. And a completely random foursome. <laughs> And a memorable birthday. <laughs> and a memorable birthday. Mm -hmm. Okay, Trevor. Well, I think the, the biggest surprising one that ended up being uh, being pretty interesting, too, for, for me was, uh, I don't, I remember, this was years and years back, and uh, I was hanging around with, um, a, I think it was a handful of people at a party, and then it was just me and two other girls uh, left at the end of the night. And the one girl simply just brought up something about, oh, I haven't had sex in such a long time. And then all it took was, well, we can fix that tonight. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, there we are, me, her, and her other friend, 
all in my first threesome ever. <laughs> very unexpected, very wild. Something I, uh, I I was very blown away to uh, to have that experience there, and it was all on a whim, completely just bore almost accidental, just kind of right place, right time, right words, right girls, right everything. Yeah, you so. seem so upset about it. <laughs> Short and sweet. <laughs> it would have been as exciting if it was the wrong place, wrong time, wrong people. You know? That's right. That's, <laughs> that's been the rest of my life. You're like hanging out at a diner at a truck stop. Exactly. His Nobody big burly truckers me. like, oh, you know, it's been a really long time. Uh, uh. And Trevor's just like, no, no. Well, beggars can't be choosers. All right, let's go he's like, all right. It's funny. I it's guess because he's a trucker. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot. Oh man. It's like you watch my layers. webcam. <laughs> What's the address layers. to that again? <laughs> Trevor.com. Oh, that's boring. <laughs> Trevor's truck stop.com. That's better. There better go. Like the glory stop. <laughs> oh man. See, like mine's mine's just not as gonna be as exciting, I guess. Now, no, just kidding. Um <laughs> it's amazing. For me, um this is going back again, like like out of all my friends, I was the most inexperienced person. Like I, I was shy growing up, like super shy. And I had these two like really good friends. Um, I won't say their names, obviously, but we were just hanging out at my house. My parents weren't home and we were just talking. And next thing you know, that I got jumped. Like they both attacked me <laughs> and that, like it was just nothing like too crazy happened like you know it was just wow i'm blushing right now this is funny oh. <laughs> like my, one of my good friends is over here jerking me off like, <laughs> and i'm like all right the other one's like kissing on my neck and and hel- helping out um but the next day was super embarrassing because i was going to a trip with my school to new york and I had this massive fucking hickey on the side of my neck. Like, <laughs> it was huge. Yeah. But, like, yeah, all my other friends are like, oh, yeah, we've done this with this one and this one and this one. And I was just like, yeah, and a box of tissues and uh, some lotion. That's as exciting as my life is right now. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then another time I was at, uh, I was camping with, with some of my friends and this person just kept like harassing us. And now I'm usually like, I was again, super shy, very reserved and just kept to myself. Didn't really, you know, but for some reason I, this person just really aggravated the shit out of me. And I was just like, listen, it's like, can you just like leave us alone? It's like, and then I was just like, God, like, or, you know, why don't you just like suck us off or some shit like that? And then she said, okay. <laughs> she called your bluff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she did. So that was interesting. <laughs> yeah, and again, nothing too crazy or like, wow, this is like 
my stories is so boring now. I have to go. I can't. All right. From now on, when we talk about these things, I demand I go before the Zoom. <laughs> the Zoom goes last. <laughs> you have to understand, Baba. I so Oh, I understand, I, man. With my, with, my, with my upbringing, right, I was always, because I come from a Muslim family, right, which makes all of this even kind of, well, it's, it's what it is, right? Um, and... I was late to the whole party. Like when I when I was in school, and and all my friends were all kind of getting off with girls behind the bike shed, and in and we had the lovely forest by my school, right? And in in the bushes and all of that stuff. I never got to do any of that stuff, like um, for whatever reasons. Like it was never. I was always kind of thing. So when I like I knew I had all of these things. Like I watched. I'm not sure if anyone's heard of Nick Bloomfield's fetishes, the documentary. Um, so Nick Bloomfield's a fantastic documentary maker, documenter, and he's done some great stuff. But he did one on Pandora's box in New York, and it was it was shown when I was what 14, and so I had an idea. Like, oh, this is this stuff goes on. Like I'm not, and this is before the internet. Like it was well, the internet was around, but yeah. So I, for me, I jumped into everything with two feet. Like it was a case of skate, but then do whatever, right, <laughs> and try and get a taste <laughs> of everything. And so I, sorry. I would just end it there and say, I am a big exhibitionist. Like, when you meet me, and if you say, Naz, show me your tattoo, you are going to get Munit. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. And sometimes you don't even have to meet him. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be asking. <laughs> so you say that you're, you were new on the scene or you're inexperienced. What ages were you at when you lost your virginity? I was a noob. Well, I was 18. So. Uh, uh, me? Uh, 16, 17? 16, 17? Like, what? Actually having sex, 16, 17. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I was in the same boat. I think I was 16. Right around that. 15, 16, or six, somewhere around that 16 age. I was 15. You, you're the winner. Uh, well, it's not really a competition. Honestly, if to look back on it now, you know, you hear all the bullshit from your parents when you're younger, like, oh, no, you should save yourself and blah, blah, blah. And you get to a certain age, you're like, whatever, I can do what I want. You know, like, it's my decision if I want to do this or not. But then you look back on it at this age and you're like, man, I really should have probably waited. <laughs> yeah, there's never a time to rush into it, no. Yeah, do you guys ever get that? Never. Because <laughs> I'd be waiting forever. <laughs> it might, might be a little different with guys, too. We're, we're pretty excited. It's maybe a, a little different for for guys to think about it there. But, uh, no, in general, I don't think there's a need to rush into, into anything sexual at all. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> as far as, like, my first time, um, I was always just scared, like, Again, like disappointment, you know, not doing the right things. 
Um, but yeah, like, especially then I was never, I it was never my top priority, you know, like I was the weird kid. Like I just wanted to be loved <laughs> like that. That was it. I just wanted to be loved. And as far as like the sex stuff, like it was never like, like, man, I need to get laid. I want to go get laid. I just never. The stereotypical thought process yeah. that people like, again, perceive that teenage boys have. At that age. When I was in my 20s, yeah, there was a, a good portion of of my 20s where I was just like, man, I really want to get laid. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> not to not to make it seem like, you know, I'm the, this angel or anything. I definitely had my moments where it was just like my mission was to get some ass. Ha ha. But, um, yeah, but like, I guess that would be different for guys though. I, I don't think I've ever felt pressured into it. Like I peer pressure. Um, yeah, because I was the only virgin in my group, but didn't really. See, I had the, the reverse of that experience being that out of my friend group, I was the first one not to be a virgin. Uh, shocking, I know, but it <laughs> it ended up. Well, I had told a good friend of mine first. We had walked into the cafeteria. This is an embarrassing story. So, I walked into the cafeteria and I met my group of friends at the table, and I was talking to them about it. And another friend of ours approached the table and sat down and asked what we were talking about. And they're like, oh, well, we're talking about how Minnie had sex for the first time last night. And she stands up in the middle of the cafeteria and she's like, you had sex and you didn't tell me? Like, screams oh. it on the top of her lungs. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. But I never felt um, I never felt pressured to do so because I was the first to do so. Um, I remember being afraid of it hurting, and it did, and that I was, was going to ask, hmm? that, because that's the difference. We'll never be, us guys won't be able to understand, right? So it, it did definitely hurt you then, right? Yeah, it did. And it's got to it be hurt. a very strange feeling for a first time, especially for a woman. Um, yeah, I mean, yes and no. Because depending on your age, you know, you're used to kind of having things up there anyway, like tampons and stuff like that. So, you know, the idea of something entering there isn't completely foreign. Um, the pain isn't so bad that it's unbearable, but it's definitely noticeable. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, very... I remember my first time consisted of him putting it in, me screaming and jumping off. <laughs> um, and that was pretty much it. So <laughs> it is a very different experience, I guess, but the pressure and everything was never there. But I did find that afterwards, it was the categorization that I was falling into. That was what bothered me because even though it was only with one guy at that time, I was still 15 and having sex, so I was a skank or a slut or a whore or whatever they were classifying us as back then. Because after it gets screamed out in the middle of your school cafeteria, that stuff spreads like wildfire. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I never understood that. <clears throat> like, it's it's okay for a guy to go off and have 
all the sex that he wants or can have, you know, mm-hmm. and it's perfectly normal. Not be vilified, you know, mm. but but and not if, be vilified for it, yeah, yeah. But a female, like they get congratulated, you know. But when a female does the same, it's like, oh my god, like you slut. You know, like, well, I it goes back, I think, to the misogynistic expectation where men, uh, it was important for men to marry a virgin, for instance, at one point in time. And then it became, you know, the, that aspect was desirable because it's the territorial BS that we're told about all the time. Um, when in reality, first, plant my flag. Exactly. Where in reality, like, women have just as much sex as men do, if not more, arguably, at times. I think today's day and age, absolutely, yes. The thing that I learned from the dating scene is the amount of the amount of sex that I can have trying my hardest to increase the number as high as I could, um, the amount of effort, the amount of charisma and just time to, to do this stuff there, to put in for a maybe opportunity when almost any girl on tinder could snap her fingers and the joke is like she could have a guy over to her place faster than Domino's would deliver a pizza right correct so there's a different element between the the men and women uh dynamic of being able to to get sex because it's it is a lot more effort for a guy to do that we might get lucky there might be a a girl who ends up seeing something in us there and it's 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 a very quick whether it's a hookup or one night stand or something very quick and easy we may run into that but a girl can pick and choose that any day of the week any time of day so though it's not not here to slut shame or anything like that but there is definitely different parameters from boys to girls for sure there's different dynamics for sure like, do you find it particularly difficult to find partners? That's an everyone question. I, I yeah, can't even get somebody you are to all men. go out <laughs> to dinner with me, let alone get beyond that. And I'm not even thinking about that. I can't even get somebody to just hang out, just to hang out. <laughs> not, not even <laughs> no expectations, nothing. Like, I just want to go out and have a nice conversation. Can't even get that. Yeah, but, but also though to 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 touch upon that though it's it's also there's a cesspool of men out there that don't help like guys like me for instance not saying that I'm a saint you know um but that you know they it they have to be cautious you know so it's like it's not like we have to worry about going out and meeting a girl and then them attacking us, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never been, you know, molested by a female on a date. No. Not saying it doesn't happen. No, not but... to say it doesn't. But, I mean, it, it hasn't. Um, so. Yeah. Dating and sexual relationships for a woman, I'm sure, look completely different <laughs> from a woman's perspective than it does a man's. Because you have to worry about everything. It's, you know, we have to make sure that at least one or two people know where we are, who we're with. We have to meet in public. We have to make sure we have contingency plans and outs. And as anything on us could be used as a weapon just in case. And you have to Definitely. make sure that you drive and... You take separate vehicles. Like there's this whole <clears throat> checklist. Yep. Of Watch things. your drink, everything, but, right? Yep. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And 
on the other side of it though because everything's online now it's like everybody should kind of be careful too because like for a guy like you could be getting set up anybody could be getting set up you could be going and and meeting up with this person and then next thing you know you're getting jumped or robbed mm-hmm. yep absolutely and, then, and with and then you've also got then the sex workers who have a lot to worry about as well so i have I have sat in friends' living rooms whilst they've had, like, so professional dominatrixes, escorts. I've sat in their living rooms whilst they've had clients because, you know, in the event that they scream, they, yep. you know, there's someone there. Like, um, and I've, luckily enough, I've never had to do anything. But the fact that I'm there in that capacity, like, <laughs> Yeah, people are just, yeah, they, men. Yeah. It's a scary world out there for anyone world. involved, especially with um, sex workers in their community um, and what they have to face, Definitely. especially with it being in the media and the spotlight and everything lately as well. And that goes for anyone from, you know, OnlyFans and cam work all the way to, you know, professional dominatrixes and. Uh, strippers, exotic dancers, uh, anything around those lines, um, yeah. and what they're facing now. On uh, top of in all terms this of stigma behind, yeah, it. exactly. Mm-hmm. Which I exactly. think is unnecessary. So absolutely, they've they've had wars launched on them for media platforms like, oh, you're unclean, like it's 1650s or something. Like, actually, back in the 1650s, it was probably more accepted. And carry on. <laughs> You know, that's how I see it. If it's not hurting anybody and it's it's not physically harming you, like what the fuck do you seriously care? Yeah. Two consenting adults, let them let them have their fun. You, even if it's just one consenting adult, yeah, but, meaning singular yeah. taking pictures of themselves and selling it on the internet. That's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of oh. came out wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, you never know. But you um, know, like even strippers, like like mm-hmm. what what is it that about somebody who does that to and that could bother somebody to a point where they feel the need that they should have a comment or that their comment even means anything like you see it all the time all the time and where a lot of girls and i should say men and women uh have been fighting against it to try to get that dropped like this is just this isn't who we are this is just what we do yeah and it's um, like I get it. Everybody has a right to their own opinion, but it's like mm-hmm. what people. It's like when they start getting aggressive with it, a lot of people fail to understand your opinion doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> you know, yeah. like really, like none of our opinions matter. Like I'm no better than you. You're no better than me. And at at the end of the day, we all go live our own fucking lives. And you know, so. And, and that's what I've always said is let let people think whatever the hell they're going to think as long as you're not hurting anybody who the fuck cares. Yep, they're not really. paying your fucking bills, you know. And <laughs> they if, ain't paying your bills, don't pay them no mind. Yep, and, and <laughs> those who are paying your bills are there because they like what they're seeing. So, <laughs> well, and that's it. How much do you cater for a few of the haters as well, right? If you're if you're having fans, you're having success, you're com- you can sleep at night, you're comfortable, you're safe, you're doing everything that you want to be doing there couple of people don't like it there then as pyro says fuck them yep yeah now is there anything that anyone wants to 
ask or have comment about or talk about in general while we are on this subject before I get into next week's promo. The subject of sex work and like cams in the in the entire podcast blanket <laughs> category. Anything you want to add? Okay, well, I would like to just say mention and tell everyone a story about that time. You know, my parents found out that I was into kink. Now, would you all like to hear that lovely yes. story? Yes, yes. please. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard this story, but oh my! So I had so I was living at home at the time. And I have my own car, but occasionally every once in a while my dad would would borrow the car. And I didn't think nothing of it because he had his van at the time and he didn't need my car. I, he wouldn't he would have had his Jeep and whatever. But for some reason, like he needed my car that morning. And over the weekend I had been to a party and whenever I went to a party, I I always used to take my own toys. So I had a bag it was a a like a little mini suitcase type bag um and it had all my kinky i had like a latex mage dress i had some kinky boots and <laughs> um harnesses all of that stuff like that was in one and then i had a little toolbox and you know those poster tubes i had my canes and those like literally i had toys i had lots of fun toys anyways they were all in the back of my car and I was passed out, the keys for the car had gone, and all of a sudden, at like six o'clock in the morning, I hear this thump in my bedroom, and it was my toy box literally being dropped on the floor. I'm like, shit, and you've never seen me jump out of bed so quickly in my whole life. And at that point in time, like, I was literally like, I wish the world had swallowed me up. Like, it was, I was terrified. I bear my arm, like... I had everything going through my mind, like, because I thought at that point in time, like, either, like, am I going to be disowned? Are they not going to talk to me? What's going to happen? Are they, they going to beat the shit out of me? Like, you know, I'm in my 20s, but I'm still, like, absolutely terrified because I, like, you know. Oh, I get I'm it. I'm still family. terrified of my mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and all of a sudden, then, my dad, like, we're going to talk about this later didn't even address it at that point in time just left it all there and then just left so i was left with that whole day wondering what the f- is going to happen and then um. yeah so it's literally playing on my mind like i'm just like pacing i'm like thinking Shit, do i just leg it now do i run away do i you know, just go stay in the hotel wherever i thought no you know what let's let's deal with this like you know so in the evening, my parents were like, they were, you know, took me up to, to their room and they started taking everything out. And they were like, you must be gay. No one, well, no woman would be into all of this stuff. I bet you like men doing this stuff to you and all of this stuff. I'm like, look, dad, I have slept with some beautiful women. I'm not going to lie to you. You know, they love this stuff. Well, the people I hang out, you're lying. There must be guys. There must be guys who are into all of this. You must let guys do that. I'm like, telling you the truth. And then for weeks on end, like my parents didn't talk to me. But at that point in time, honestly, it was it was rough. And it's one of those things that they rarely get talked about now. But they all know. Like they know this is this is it. But 
looking back at it now, I'm kind of glad it happened because it became me part of who I am. Like, and I'm not a religious person. I'm not into any of that stuff. I don't really, I can, it doesn't do nothing for me. Um, and I, I got to live the best years of my life up until my illness, up until becoming ill. And I can sit back, look back now and go, you know what? I'm glad I've done X, Y, and Z. Now, that's all that's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, I, so I, I, I get it. I get it that you're glad. It's a good thing that it happened, you know, and it's because now it's just like it's out there and it's probably for you, I assume, is a large weight off your shoulders, you know? Oh, for sure. Like, like I said, it's never talked about. Like, I think my mum and my older sister once spoke about it. Like, uh, they were talking about marriage and all of that stuff. And <laughs> my sister said something like, yeah, good luck trying to get him married off with his unusual <laughs> his it was something like a phrase along the lines of the, the unusual things he's into. Little <laughs> <laughs> do they know there's there's a huge market out there for that. Yeah, oh, huge. Oh, there's like at least a thousand vol- volumes of video <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> out at your local adult shop. Yep. Oh, there, there absolutely is. There, that's one thing that sort of steer it back uh, my direction. There, one thing I learned later on in life was just how much more there is to experience. Because probably similar to Nazum, uh, I always looked at a lot of like the kink type stuff as a little more shameful. And then when you do find the right partner there that lets you explore all that stuff, it's uh, it, it's it's pretty wild. And. Oh, yeah. uh, I've been lucky enough to track one uh, a partner down that uh, her and I end up doing uh, doing all sorts of stuff together, and uh, it's it's a weird match that's worked out for us there because she is a uh, a gay lesbian clown. You heard right? Yeah, he's not uh, kidding. I, I didn't. I did absolutely did not question. <laughs> yeah, judging, he's not judging lying. What I have to say, and it's been one of those very interesting things of being able to explore a whole bunch of new stuff that I never really thought I never even would have brought up with my ex-wife. And it's things that I uh, that I have no issues talking about openly now, but just the shame behind it, like uh, years back. So I can definitely uh, feel Nazum the way you're talking about, like the oh, my God, like if people know or if my parents find out or whatever that is there. But. The other thing I've learned is people don't care that much either. If you're happy, then uh, that's kind of where all the good yeah, people are. The majority of people don't care. There's just that small group of assholes who think that they matter. <laughs> yeah, they do not. They do not. For me, um, I never had an opinion on like kinks or, or whatever floated somebody's boat, you know. As long as, again, it was consenting adults, wasn't hurting anybody, I, I, I care less. Me, I always struggled trying to figure out what, for myself, you know? And I was always like, just go with the flow, like, depending on the person that I was with. You know, if they wanted to try something, fuck it, let's do it. 
know, it wasn't up actually up until recently that I've really like, I don't know, got more adventurous for my own um, pleasure, I guess, instead of just going along for the ride to please my partner, you mm-hmm. know. But again, it was it's nothing crazy. Not not even to say that it's crazy, but like it's boring. <laughs> like I'm so boring. <laughs> That's what I've learned tonight. <laughs> I am a vanilla but, bitch. But uh, there like, is there is never it's never too late though, and that's the thing is. Oh, like I'm so, open to like you know like I do I will say like I do have like things that absolutely I won't do, you know, and it's easier for me to tell you the things that I wouldn't do versus to tell you the things that I I would do because it's just I'm like spur of the moment type person when it comes to that like if it's brought to me and I'll think about it and be like all right fuck it let's go you know but um oh I was I was going somewhere with with what I was going to say and then I lost it so, all right go ahead Nizum <laughs> <laughs> we'll circle back we'll circle back tell us how boring we are Nizum no 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 I, no one's boring like at the end of the day like I I've got to go back to the drawing board. Like I can't. There's not no way I can play as I used to be able to play because of health conditions. Like it's just not. It's just not safe. And now I'm like in this weird position whereby you we we were talking earlier. Where you, you mentioned earlier where you're you're struggling to get like just people to meet up. Just not even for anything other than just like that social interaction. Not only do I have to deal with all of that. I still like I like if I stuck to what I was interested in before like oh my god like I'm literally I feel like I'm gonna be single for the rest of my life right Mm -hmm. everybody feels that though you're not you're not alone in that you know definitely definitely feel that Mm -hmm. I'm but like I'm not like upset about it oh now i remember what i was gonna say like for me like the most <laughs> for me is just like you know like a little rough sex is great you know and proper breath play you know and thinking eh, well all right let me go back to this person that i went out on a date with and conversations got brought to the the sex side really fast and this was only our first date and they sent me a message later and they were like just so you know i'm not a vanilla bitch and i'm thinking oh my god like what what i was expecting like you know you're gonna ask to like peg me or (laughs) something crazy like that which yes that is one one of the things that i am definitely not into but then, she, like, when she's explaining everything that she's into, I'm like, this is every girl I dated. <laughs> like, like, what do you mean you're not a vanilla? You're not vanilla. This is legit, like, every person I've dated. And then I meet Nizum, and I'm like, Jesus that's Christ. Messy. Now that's not vanilla. <laughs> see, you know, and I'm like, I gotta, like, you, you gotta meet my friend. <laughs> like, you... <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything that you wouldn't do when it came to something of the sexual nature? Like, I won't do anal. Me either. Yeah, me neither. 
you know, and, and I love I no, 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 literally, dead. get the biggest strap on, please, and you're, I'll bend over for you, and, uh, you know, make sure you use plenty of lube, please. <laughs> now that's no fun. Um, yeah, just, I, I just, I'm not, like, I, you know, I'm freaking 37, I got enough issues going on with my, <laughs> with my body, <laughs> Let alone starting to allow foreign <laughs> objects up there. But, oh, oh my god, I've gone shopping with a butt plug up and, my ass. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't, one thing that I don't understand, the one, one thing that I don't understand is scat. Scat plug. Oh. No. I do yeah. not I understand no. that at all. Big no. Hard I no. can smell it through a video. Oh. <laughs> right? Oh. Right? No, <laughs> like, no. Yeah, I. I mean, if I you're into that man or woman, like, go you. But <laughs> away from me. <laughs> yeah, like, I I used to know one prodom who used to do it, and she didn't enjoy it, but she used to charge a shit ton of money for the uh, privilege, and she was pun like, intended. No. <laughs> <laughs> pun intended. <laughs> It's like, Tons yeah, I get paid. I get paid to shit on people. We're I make talking, a shit ton of money. We're talking. This person at that time was charging five hundred pound an hour. Now, put that to it's one and a half dollars US to the pound. So you're talking what? Yeah, seven fifty. Seven fifty. Seven hundred fifty dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well, well, how Canadian. long? How long can somebody shit? <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, is but it's so it's the cleanup afterwards, right? Oh, all right. So that's I have that, to think, you, I have, you're I charging have, for that too. All right. I I asked that same question. I was like, shit, man, how much like your puns are all gonna come at you, but like shit, how much are you actually shitting? Like, no way can anyone <laughs> Do they go take a half minutes? a box of X Lax, you know, beforehand? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, there's gonna be a good one, right? Like three boxes of fucking X Lax. <laughs> but it was more case of you know what it was the and like no one shits on demand like it's one of those things whereby you know if it comes it comes like it might not be bad there might the guy might be waiting the man there's the the pre the the prepping putting the plastic sheeting down and then it's giving that person an opportunity to shout over like, oh okay so then like the whole thing might take less than ten minutes maybe fifteen if I'm like you know. Wherever it is, if there's like literally, I was just like, you are, I, whatever, it's not my thing because, you know, I don't want hepatitis. <laughs> it just or seems any. like and the least sexual thing you could do to a person, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's not like, but, anyways, it's, yeah, that doesn't, I draw the line at that. And I draw the line at vomit as well, Roman showers. Yeah. Um, yeah. I literally have to look at puke and I will start retching myself. Yeah. Like, no, I, I don't see the appeal in it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, puke too. No, like, ugh. Yeah. On that note, <laughs> it's a hard out. That's a hard out. So, for next literally. week, this was the. Uh... 
This is kind of the end of our relationship kind of segment that we had gotten into within the podcast. So next week we have episode five, which is Tube TV and Channel 3. And it talks about being that we are children who were born in the 80s and were raised in the 90s. Uh, what technology looked for like us for us back then and uh, kind of the navigation of going through it all since we saw the development of that whole thing come together, like with the Internet and iPhones and technology as to what it is now. Yep, that and cable television. And cable television and, you know, DVD players and black boxes, VHS. I don't know if you guys out in Canada had black boxes. I'll bring that um, next Yeah, I was going to say, I don't don't know. But it should be really interesting. We may have a guest speaker on next week, still trying to secure that one. If it happens, we'll let you know through social media at a later time. Yeah, buddy. Well, that was definitely a learning experience. I learned a lot about my friends. I mean, not... Not really. We talk about this stuff like on a nightly basis when when we're just bullshitting yeah. video games. Somehow, <laughs> bullshitting. We end up... Oh, go shoot that guy! So I had this person stick feathers at my ass the yep. other day. It was an odd experience. <laughs> <laughs> imagine like a peacock. Imagine, and then they friggin' some get stuck up there, and like you fucking fart, and then it's like a fucking chicken exploded <laughs> behind the you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh man well i guess that is a good way to end uh tonight's podcast um thank you uh trevor very much for hanging out with us tonight and i, I will be looking forward to any future shows that you do join us on this has definitely been a pleasure as as we were saying um on last week's episode that we were really looking forward to having you on because you have an amazing speaking voice Yes. I, I appreciate it. Thank you oh, very you much, have, guys. You do have a gorgeous voice. Obviously, <laughs> it comes out so well. Like, you don't know how beautiful his voice is until he's sitting in your lap with his guitar singing to you. That is true. Who would know that experience? I have many. That is how I met Trevor, was through him sitting on my lap, playing his guitar, and singing to me. What song was it? It was by Three Days Grace. I can't remember what song it was now. Hopefully it wasn't I Hate Everything About You. I was you. just going to say that. Like, <laughs> no, that would it be, was not. That's like, and that's how we fell in love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, all right, everybody. I guess this is going to be goodbye from us until next week. Uh, again, that's us wrapping it up and uh, uh, on Let's Talk About Sex, Baby. What's love got to do with it? And we really didn't talk about love. <laughs> well, because what's that got to do with it? Exactly, because what's it got to do with it? <laughs> fucking is fucking. Love you know, is where it gets messy. <laughs> so we did talk about some some taboo subjects that some people may or may not agree with um whether it be family or strangers on the internet because they think their opinions are worth the weight in gold but at the end of the day everybody has an opinion just like everybody has an asshole um 
But as far as people's opinions on whether or not who, uh, with who your partners are, what you're into, or any of that stuff, this is Pyro, Mini, Nizum, and Trevor Robbins saying we are all set. Thank you, everybody, and have a good night.